Here's a cool fact. A crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Another cool fact, you can get short-term health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans are designed for people who are between jobs, coming off their parents' plan, or turning a side hustle into a full-time gig. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. Get more cool facts about United Healthcare short-term plans at uh1.com. Burrow is a furniture company known for timeless design and thoughtful construction, and free shipping, and that extends to their outdoor collection. Their outdoor furniture is built to withstand the elements, featuring rust-proof stainless steel hardware, weather-ready teak, and quick-dry foam cushions. For Memorial Day, get 15% off your Burrow purchase at burrow.com slash ACAST and up to 25% off outdoor. That's up to 25% off outdoor furniture at burrow.com slash ACAST. Hello, welcome to the New European Podcast. My name is Richard Porritt and I'm joined by Steve Anglesey. Hello, Snowflakes. And Jerry Scott. Hi. We're doing the news as a trio. We are. That's yep. right. You're back. I am back from my holidays. Where did you go? None of your business. Oh. Nice there, isn't it, this time of the year? I didn't go anywhere. I hung around and I went to, well, I went to the zoo. Did oh. you? Yeah, yeah. But that was a lot of fun, actually. I'm, I'm not really a big fan of being around other did people. Did you see any monkeys? We did. Oh, yeah, baboons. Any they were fantastic. Cheeky? Lots of cheeky monkeys. <laughs> yeah, saw giraffes. Saw an elephant. Yeah. So. Other animals as well, snakes. Snakes. Oh. That's that's another. Well, it's more reptile, isn't it? Wolf. A wolf. No, wolf. From <laughs> gladiators. From the gladiators. <laughs> yeah. Ah. <laughs> he behind, was about, behind bars. He was about sixty then, wasn't he? I wonder how old he's now. Wolf. Wolf. What he's up to? I know somebody who used to live next door to Jet. Do you? Ooh. And uh, she was. Um, she said, I said, what was Jet like? And she said, oh, she was a bit up herself because she had a gymnasium in a garage. <laughs> <laughs> well, there's a story I went to see many moons ago, and I actually embarrassed myself at this gig, but we won't go into that. Surely I went not. to see Billy Bragg in Newcastle. Oh, yeah. And he told a story about um, being invited round to Morrissey's house for New Year's Eve. Right, yeah. And he went round, and Morrissey said, you know, you can go anywhere in the house, but don't go in the back bedroom. And obviously, Marie Waters is in there making a speech. <laughs> well, this is some time ago, and obviously everyone wanted to go in the in in the back bedroom. Then, and when they had a look, he didn't want them to go in because he had one of them home gymnasium things, you know, weights and stuff. Did he? <laughs> I don't know. It might have been Billy just pulling our legs, but it was an interesting story nonetheless. <laughs> yeah, that was the night Billy Bragg called me a bedwetter. Mm. Well. Which. Which Harsh bed? But fair. <laughs> yeah, yeah, absolutely. I'm not denying it, not for a second. Anyway, enough of this rambling nonsense. Oh, I tell you what, you guys, if you like this kind of thing, should really come and see us live. Yes, we're doing a live gig. We're doing a live recording of our podcast, as we did very successfully, and it was a lot of fun. Was it April we did it? Yeah, it was. At podcast Live. Podcast Live. Podcast Live Politics. Um, the next one will be on Saturday, the 5th of October. Um, the venue is very close to Euston Station uh, in London, so it's really easy to get to. Um, all the details are at podcastlive.com. Um, you can come and see us for the whole day, can't you guys? Yeah. Or you can just uh, come and see us. Yes. You can get our full day tickets. There's other podcasts as well. Uh, I'll be there. Yeah, I will be there. Steve will be there. Jerry will not be there. We're not talking about Judas. Jerry. And um, the first guest we've got, of course, is a writer, James Ball. Yeah. Who you will all uh, be aware of. From we'll be the... talking about him in a minute. We will. 
Um, and he, he writes for the paper, of course, and, and the website. And uh, book, Post Truth, um, Bluffocracy. Bluffocracy was good. Yeah, very good. He's the editor. Uh, he's also editor of the Bureau for Investigative Journalism. He is, I believe. Uh, so come and see James with us. We're hoping to announce some more guests as well as we get a bit closer. Tickets for our show are £13.50. Or you can come for the whole day and see some other ones as well for £32.50. Just come for the whole day. I would do that, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, there'll be merch. Yeah, there'll Ooh. be free merch. For, oh, yeah, free merch. There'll be some free merch. There might be some other merch to buy, but there will be some free merch. And uh, so, so okay, you have to buy the merch. <laughs> no. If you buy the merch, you can have some free merch as well. <laughs> Possibly. Yeah. We'll do you some free merch. There's some very good badges, etc. Um, it is podcastlive.com. Remember to click the ticket under our logo to get front section VIP access. Ooh. It says here. It's incredible. Get close up. Meet and greet with Porritt and Anglesey. Oh, God. <laughs> Selfies and stuff. Come one, come all. You hate a selfie. I hate a selfie. You hate a selfie. Do I? No, he hates himself. Oh, sorry. Yes, that is definitely true. So we're going to do the news. Then we are going to do... Oh, we've got some poems, haven't we, as well? We have got poems. I've tried to write a little limerick. Yeah. Um, I've written a poem. Rhyming rhyming words with Farage is quite difficult, I've found. But I've tried my best. Yeah. So we'll get to that. Farage? Yeah, yeah, sorry. (laughs) And also, posh people say, well, actually, doesn't Nigel say it's not Farage, it's Farage? He well, says it's Farage like James Garage. O- as in Garage. James O'Brien pronounces it Farage, doesn't he? Nigel Farage, like Garage. Yeah. Uh, okay, um, so we, we, we'll do news, then we'll do some poems, I don't know, weird, and then we will do Brexit of the Week, of course. Mm-hmm. Um, I want to talk Yellowhammer. Mm. Jerry, what's your thoughts? Were you did, did you pick the papers up on Sunday and... And shudder, or were you quite pleased? You thought it'd be worse, or indeed... Well, it's not great. Cry, cry yourself through Sunday. I don't know. I mean, it's not great, is it? There's these 12 areas of risk. I mean, it's 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 hell, really, isn't it? It's a three-month meltdown at the ports, a hard border between Northern Ireland and Republic, shortages of food and medicine, petrol import tariffs, which will close some more refineries, protests... And loads of delays at Gibraltar. I mean, those were already happening. Sounds like the 80s. Yes, it does. (laughs) A fine decade. I'll take your word for it. Uh, Yeah, that's (laughs) right. Um, So yeah, transport disruption. 50% to 85% of lorries travelling across the channel may not be ready for French customs. Yep. I like this bit. Um, Don't worry. The maximum delays will only be between a day and a half and two and a half days. That's all right then. It's fine. <laughs> Seems fine. So you drive your lorry up, you get there, and you wait there for two and a half days. Yep. What would a lorry driver do with two and a half days to kill? Maybe I we know shouldn't a go into lot that. Lorry drivers, <laughs> and yeah. <laughs> Maybe we shouldn't go into that. Um, immigration changes, of course. Uh, D- uh, t- certain types of fresh fruit, food, Steve, will, will, will well, go missing from our shelves. Well, there's the f- the fact, isn't there, that this is happening. October the thirty first is not the gr- the best time for this to be happening because, of course, it's the end of our growing season, isn't it, or yep. harvesting season? Yeah. Um, and it's the time that we are most reliant on bringing in food from the EU, and all the knock on effects of this mean that you know nutritional. Uh, requirements that school children have those might be have to be dropped uh, those might have to be stockpiling um, so care homes can stockpiling um, care homes st- yeah. well so we it, so stockpiling so care homes can um, be guaranteed mm. that they will uh, 
get food. There is talk of rationing at supermarkets, isn't there? Because there's the thought that lower down the food chain, people who haven't prepared as well for this. So small yeah. restaurants, yeah. cafes yeah. and stuff like that, instead yeah. of going to the wholesalers, will now go have to shop at supermarkets. So there's going to be rationing at supermarkets, threat of panic buying. Uh, well, to, I mean, to cope, I, I, cope with all of this, so it's all good. No, I, I had a previous life, a very brief previous life after my A levels before I went to working university, in a supermarket. Where I worked in a, a supermarket. Yeah. And um, a uh, do, do you remember the petrol, um, the fuel oh, strikes? Oh yeah. Uh-huh. Uh, Two thousand, I think it was. Yeah. Um, and it was chaos. Yeah. And yeah. It was yeah. only th- about three or four days, I think, where the, the, yes. the bucket was. And the, there were crowds of people outside, you know, the warehouse doors mm-hmm. waiting for milk deliveries. They were gone off the off the carriages that they transport them from the lorries to the yeah. shelves before they even got to the shelves. And that was just four days. No, we don't cope very well with this in this country, people, you know. We ring 999 when a seagull eats our chips, don't we? Or when well, deli- you did that time. <laughs> or when Deliveroo is late. So was... so how are we going <laughs> to... The idea that we're all going to be... Let's just all be copacetic with this. Is, oh, is, I've had a nice... all you've, just I've, chill out. I think you've just solved the problem. We could actually chill out in the empty chiller cabinet. <laughs> <laughs> I think you've just solved it. Is what? this food shortages? Just ring Deliveroo. Yeah, that's fine, isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> if Deliveroo would like to sponsor the podcast. Uh, I was talking about the harvest this morning, weirdly, yeah. Norfolk. Um, and um, I, I don't know I, I don't know if you guys did this, but I remember when I was at primary school every year for the harvest, we had to take in a load of tinned goods yes, to take festival. around for the harvest festival. Yeah, and I don't know if they still up. do it. We used to line them up. Yeah, we used to course, class, yeah. line them up, and whoever had the longest collection won. And with the, I think we won. Do you remember? I don't know. I'm looking at Steve because I think this might be a northern thing, but not probably, <laughs> probably big in Norfolk too. They used to bake like. Massive loaves that were all looked like wheat sheaves. And no, stuff. I don't. Really no, no, no. Yeah, like I, we did a bit of that, and then we had and to then go and take to glaze them. them. You couldn't even eat them. <laughs> oh my goodness! And then we had to take them round to like the local sheltered housing or old yeah, people's yeah. homes. Wang them at passers-by. You think you just keep them now, wouldn't you? With this, it's just, just keep a, them. Like it's like a. We've got this all. We've got like a year-round harvest harvest festival now with food banks, haven't we? Yeah. That yeah. is essentially it a. Is, yeah. That yeah. is what it is, basically. Yeah. What's uh, have you? Have you? Uh, will you guys stockpile? Uh, yes, I will. You will stockpile wine and spirits. <laughs> <laughs> In fact, I've already made a start. <laughs> stockpiling wine and spirits. Jerry, would you stockpile? Seriously, would you? Seriously, I probably should, but I'm not. <laughs> I don't I've have got, much storage space. I've got. Are you see, a hoarder? I bet you're a hoarder, aren't you? No, I'm not. I've got. I have very little. He seems the type, doesn't I he? I have very little possession. I'm yeah. like. Um, Imagine no I'm, possession, I'm like Huddersfield Town. <laughs> Imagine no hope. <laughs> I, I, yeah, I don't. Basically, all I have in my flat is a um, home gym set, some, like Morrissey. <laughs> some art. Microwave. A plastic sheet to put on the bed. <laughs> <laughs> I have got a microwave. But my mum brings stuff. She goes, she buy if she comes to visit me. Oh, Richard, how old are you? You'll find out later <laughs> in the pod. <laughs> I, I um, uh, yes, yeah, she brings stuff. She worries about me, bless her. So she brings me stuff. So I have got about 10 Frey Bentos pies. Nice. Um, and uh, she also brings me washing pods. Oh, yeah. yeah. Which are very modern, aren't they? I was, gonna, I was buying powder still. In yeah. America, teenagers eat those. They keep you going. 
Tide pods. I do. I would think we should just put a little disclaimer there. Yeah, don't do it. If you are a teenager or an American, yeah, do not eat pods. Why do they do that? I don't know. It's a thing. They're eating Tide, which is the like brand there. Tide pods on the internet. Don't do that, kids. Don't do it. I think that'll probably kill you. Yeah. Uh, and, and protests, bound to be protests, isn't there? Yeah. Do you reckon they could get fighty, though? Because what we have seen, to be fair, thus far with Remain protests and indeed, you know, for the, for the whole They've been fairly peaceful so far. They've been pretty haven't peaceful, they? haven't they? You yeah. Know, and, and we've had the odd flashpoint here and there, but, you know, the march for Brexit that Steve went on, fairly peaceful, wasn't it? Yeah, of course. Um, yeah. They remain have been peaceful. Oh, the remain, you know, the big old remain ones have been pretty peaceful. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Yeah. Do you think there is the chance though when you're what what is it the um what is it they say? You're only you're only three missed meals away from a revolution. Well, so you've been hangry because that'll you know do it to you. Yeah. Do you know what I I have got a worrying lack of appetite all the time. I have oh. to force myself to eat pretty much every time I eat, so I'm not that worried. No, oh, I can't stop eating. Yeah. I'm pretty much the opposite of that, mm. so it's, this is going to affect me quite seriously. Mm. Um, David Davis, DD, <laughs> DD, who was on the Today program he the was. other day, yeah. and he said, uh, he said this should be nothing that a reasonably competent government won't be able to handle. There's your problem. Well, we're screwed then, aren't we? The, <laughs> can we spot the fatal flaw in this? Because what was the the reaction to <coughs> how did how did the government react to this? Uh, well, Boris said they sent they out said it was ja- old. They sent out James Cleverly to say this document is out of date. Yeah, and then actually it wasn't. Some, and then somebody said it's dated the first of August. Yeah. And was it that first daily operations meeting yeah. as well? And it turns out that this is a revised document, which is revised on the first of each month. <laughs> so it's not out of date. This no, is the, absolutely this is the document for August. Yeah, this is the And there'll be another document. one in September. Yep. But don't worry. Don't worry. I can tell that the tension is rising and you are getting a bit worried. Are you worried, Steve? I'm always Jerry? worried. Yeah, constantly. Totally right. worried and I'm always worried. Right, well, and hungry. Um, well, you've no need to worry because the government has got a plan. Do you know what it is? Does the government know what it is? It's a PR blitz. Oh, yep. good. Hundred million pounds. We're gonna we're gonna be eating these. They're gonna make edible <laughs> leaflets, <laughs> edible press releases. Yeah. Uh, it, it will run on television. Mm-hmm. Right. The wireless. Right. And social media. What's that then? I don't know. What will um, it be? What's what's it gonna say? Is it uh, gonna be Boris calm. Johnson? <laughs> 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 don't worry. Be happy. Dig for victory. Yeah. Um, I've no idea, but um, I'm told that further information will be published in the coming weeks. Good. So that's good. good. Uh, like duck and cover or something. Uh, but uh, Mr. Johnson um, has said that he uh, that planning for no deal has been significantly stepped up. They're engaging widely with business, and he says that the PR blitz will be user-friendly way for individuals uh, to know what they need to do ahead of Brexit Day. Hmm. Do you think it's going to be like an app where you can track how much of your rationed amount of meat you've already had that week or month? Well, that would, so you can like not, tick it off. That's not a bad idea. You're going to work for Mr. Johnson. Yeah, that's where I'm leaving to go to. Uh, <laughs> um, but, uh, Boris Boris Johnson um, he was he was visiting a hospital in Cornwall, I think, at the beginning of the week, um, and and he was uh, he, he was asked that whether this, the book, it? <laughs> yeah, goodness me, he was asked whether you know the whether we should worry about yellow hammer stuff and all, all that kind of thing. He said, I'm not pretending there won't be bumps in the road. Yeah. Sure. There will be. I've said that on the steps of Drowning Street, but if everyone puts their minds to it, 
I have absolutely no doubt that we can get ready. Yeah. So it's as simple as that. Brexit is that simple. Just put your mind to it. Well, this is it, isn't it? Because it's the people who the people who say this are the people who this won't affect. Yeah, well, quite. I mean, that's been the case for some time, hasn't it? Yeah. Of course, and we're going to get to Boris's little European mini tour. Uh, we are very soon, but. I think part of this actually is quite helpful, Yohama, because he he will say, "Well, this is what this will be what happens if we get pushed into a no deal. We're trying to do it, mm. but but it's it's the EU that's standing in our way." Yeah. And it, it, when he was in Cornwall, of course, at that hospital, um, he said that it was uh, very much up to our friends to change their stance mm. on the withdrawal agreement. Um, and it, but he did admit that. Some of the uh, EU27 were showing a little bit of reluctance. Well, we will talk about this in a minute, but of course this is why when he did ship up in Germany and and France, this is why uh, Mrs Merkel and uh, Mr Macron were so keen to say, why don't you go away and have a think about what you want to do and we'll give you 30 days. Because you know, they, of course, they're going to. The UK is going to pretend. The UK government's going to pretend that it's all the fault of France and Germany. But really, it's it's uh, it's down to us, isn't it? Or down to the uh, the hardliners who now run our our um, our, gov- our government. Um, Fine piece by James Ball. Yeah, we mentioned earlier on yeah. in uh, the print edition of the New European, which was uh, is on sale now. It's got picture of Boris Johnson on the front wielding a giant yellow hammer. I couldn't have worked mm-hmm. out better. And mm-hmm. amazingly, we didn't mock that up. There is actually a, a <laughs> right. photo of Boris Johnson when he was the um, when he was the foreign secretary. Yeah. Wielding a large yellow hammer, um, which is quite quite amazing. Um, Buy that picture desk a drink. It's good. Check it out. Um, it's a really good issue of the New European. And um, the thing I learned from it, or many one of many things I learned from it. Do you know what a yellow hammer is? Oh, that's what I was going to say. Well, I, I I think I do. Can well, I have a guess? You can have a guess. I yeah. was under the impression it was some kind of bird. Yeah. It is a bird. Do you, have you got more details about this? Bird? Well, I've got that. I've got what Enid Blyton said about its bird song. Ooh, which um, <laughs> this has been a deep dive and research. She said that its bird song was like a little bit of bread and no cheese, which is pretty bang on, really, isn't it? <laughs> a little bit of bread and no cheese. Yeah, that's interesting. I wonder that what if it sounds Whitehall like. Could do this yellow hammer because of that Enid um, Blyton description. A little bit go. of bread and no cheese. Yeah. yeah. But is that what it so yeah, it sounds so like it's saying? It's an at-risk bird, which is like... Got a pop- <laughs> I'm going back is to that, it. It's a yellow hammer. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Which is like, it, it, its population's in decline. It's it, all across the UK. But yeah, children's author Enid Blyton characterised its bird song as a little bit of bread and no cheese. Right, OK, so let's see if we can do the bird song then. Okay. A little bit of bread and no cheese. <laughs> Is that what it sounds like? It's like oh, Percy Thrower's been doing. That's quite incredible. Birds do sing. You've got to sing bird song. Got Percy Thrower, Percy Edwards. Oh, oh little bird of bird. <laughs> Percy no. Thrower was a gardener. You don't know who either of these Percy's are. No. Uh, I know Percy Sugden. Percy Sugden was in Emmerdale. He's my favourite. I don't know Percy. any Percy. Percy Thrower was Percy the Pig. was a, a TV Percy gardener. Pig. He was the sort of the. Who, who was Percy in Corrie? Or Percy? Yeah, he or lived it, with. Very strange relationship, didn't he? he? Lived with um, 
I don't know. What was she called? Emily? Emily. He lived with Emily, But they weren't they? a couple. They weren't a couple. No. And he was coveted by Phyllis Pierce. Who used to talk like that? That's right, Phyllis. Oh. Come on, Percy. Oh, Percy. Oh. Uh, <laughs> There's what they did on the cobbles. And uh, Percy Throw was sort of an Alan Titchmarsh <laughs> right. figure of the past. Right. And Percy Edwards yeah. uh, was a man who used to do birdsong. That was his thing. He was a, a big turn in the 1970s. Right. He would come on and, and, they, and they, would say, they would say, do the yellow hammer. And he'd say, look <laughs> and they go incredible. Well, well, um, uh, uh, Percy Shelley, he's a famous oh Percy. God. Percy Shelley, yeah. Uh, who else? Percy Filth, which was what Percy they used to Filth. call sex on the TV program The Lovers. Oh. Paula Wilcox and Richard Beckinsale, yeah. 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 She used to refer God to sex as Percy Filth. Why? I don't know. Do you like Jerry? Was also f- Percy is Percy Pig, as you Yeah, said. oh, yeah. There was also a film called Percy. Was uh, it was about a man who had a penis transplant. All right, let's move on. Music with music by the Kinks. <laughs> Not while he was having the penis transplant. It went on all the way through the, all the way through the. If you've got this any person-related news, was listener of the New European Podcast. That Kinks soundtrack was that written specifically for Percy, or did they pick it was, Kinks yeah. songs? Right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, it was written specifically for it. Wow. Well, I shall check out Percy. Percy the movie. That sounds fun. Yes. Uh, so Boris jetted off. Yep. He did jet off. Packed yeah. his wheelie suitcase. Sadly, he's come back now. But and off he went to Germany to meet Angela Merkel. Mm-hmm. Merkel. Mm-hmm. Mrs. Uh, Merkel. Yeah. <laughs> what attra- Boris, what attracted you to the? Uh... <laughs> 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 oh, I tickle myself there. Um, <laughs> uh, uh, t- uh, she, now, the, 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 what came out of this certainly in the. Uh, Brexit supporting media was that this was great news. Yes, yeah. absolutely. Triumph. Yeah, a triumph for Boris. What she actually said, and she's a very, very polite politician. Yeah. And this is the first time, of course, that he'd been out there. So she was definitely being welcoming yeah, and yeah. warm, uh, as you would expect from from uh, a, a stateswoman like uh, Angela Merkel. And she actually said, it's not up to the German Chancellor. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Which is hardly, yes, we'll That's do right, it. Yeah. It was, go away and come back with something that does work. Yeah. And we'll listen, you know. Um, well, total delusion. I mean, the whole the whole two day trip was m- complete delusion among the. Um, and then, of course, he's off to G seven, isn't he? Um, but um, met with utter delusion. Uh, the express cracks start to show in the EU as Merkel and Tusk dial down rhetoric. Merkel yeah. will cave. EU crack under pressure. <laughs> Boris has left the bloc terrified. And caused a, so- <laughs> a softening of their stance. Terrified. And uh, Brexit breakthrough. Merkel offers Boris key hope, as she's fearful Germany will suffer. And the Telegraph uh, major boost for Boris Johnson, as Macron says, withdrawal agreement can be amended. I mean, he said none what, of the sort. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I mean, he said that is like saying, you know. It, somebody accepted that there could be a boy born one day who would swim faster than a shark, but it's not going to happen, is it? Complete you know? double speak, isn't uh, it? Totally. Yes. Well, uh, you know, Mike uh, Parry thinks that the human race will be able to run 100 metres in under a second. Maybe he does. Yeah. So maybe a boy that can swim faster than a shark will be born. Maybe that boy has already been one born. One day. He did say it wouldn't be in our lifetime, though. The oh. 100 metres will, will one day be run in one second, but possibly not in our lifetime. That is... That is um... he, he features in my um, column this week in the New European Print Edition, by the way, to which we will return later on. Okay. Um, 
but yeah, a weird, just a weird trip uh, that uh, you know I didn't hear any caving in. I didn't hear anything like that. No, I heard Macron and Merkel being extremely polite, mm-hmm. um, but I did hear them being very, very firm. Do you know what Boris said? Well, he said that the Alternative Arrangement Commission was the way forward for uh, for solving the backstop, wasn't he? Which is the work of... I mean, that that is a... I don't know if you remember this, but, um, but this has been out for two or three months now. It's a report by um, a, a group of MPs and some business people. It basically says Ireland needs to withdraw partially from the single market and enter a customs relationship with the rest of the UK. It's, it's very much um, very much based on, um, on uh, them bending over backwards to, to sort us out. And it was created by people like... I mean, some of the people who were on the Alternative Arrangement Commission, Steve Baker, Suella Braverman, David Davis, Ian Duncan-Smith, Kate Howey, Peter Lilly, Esther McVeigh, Dominic Raab, Theresa Villiers. A smorgasbord of talent. And Jacob Rees-Mogg, the hardest of hard (laughs) Brexiteers and the thickest of thick Brexiteers in some cases. Who, who, what did... Mr. Tusk said. Tusk. <laughs> I've been waiting to play he it. He said, um, well, he wasn't <laughs> impressed, was he? No, he tweeted, those against the backstop are not proposing realistic alternatives, in fact, support re establishing a border, even if they do not admit it. Mm-hmm. Yes, they do. Number 10 didn't like that, said that was an overreaction. Yeah. Yes. One report did. I read was after um, well, Angela Merkel said apparently Boris Johnson immediately. Fist pumped the air and shouted, "Come on!" Well, that's when I asked. Him, when I said, well, <laughs> "That's what you were expecting." Well, no, I was expecting the uh, Schaffendas. The Schaffendas. Yeah. Yes. Isn't that we can do it? We can do it, and that was a phrase, of course, famously used by Mrs. Merkel at the height of the migrant crisis. Yeah, which is which is. Hopefully, really caused the end of her political career, hasn't it? Mm-hmm. Pretty much. Although she probably did do the right thing. Yeah, well, she did do the she right. She did thing, do the yeah. right thing. So. I know what they had for dinner. If Go you're interested, yes, I am. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The starter they had was um, tuna, 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 Chocolate mm-hmm. tart. I, 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 a lot of people say that German food's not great, but I've always enjoyed food in Germany when I've travelled yeah. there. Do you like kartoffel salat? Uh, yeah. Yeah? That's nice. I like the big sausages. Currywurst. Yeah. Or, oh, yeah, currywurst. Yeah. Currywurst is good. It is very good. Uh, I like the potato salad, the kartoffel salat. Yeah. It's like nice. Sauerkraut. Yeah, I'm not, I'm not a big sauerkraut I fan. I tried to make sauerkraut okay. last year. It went terribly wrong. I had to get my flatmate to throw it out. Can you throw it out? No, it's not terrible. Like Forest Gatto was big, wasn't it? Was that German? Well, I mean, the I guess Forest it, it must be, wasn't it? Again, that was something that Percy Thrower and Percy Edwards would have eaten in the 1970s. Maybe there's some other birds. Can you do any more? Yeah, what, 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 give me another bird, I'll do it. Can you, what about a. A uh, cuckoo? A cuckoo. Bugget! Bugget! 
<laughs> Any others? Quick, quick one more. Come a on. starling. A starling. Yeah. Um, panini with cheese. <laughs> Unmistakable, these. Yeah, yeah. Beautiful. Yeah, it's good, isn't it? Beautiful. It's very good. We know you can't see, listener, but birds are flocked to the window. <laughs> <laughs> I'm being mated with. It's, it's like, like uh, it's Snow White. It's like a Hitchcock film. Yes. <laughs> They're trying to mate with me. I'm king of the birds. So, I mean, they're basically one last chance, aren't they? It's, it's like, no, each, each side is going through the motions, aren't mm-hmm. they? It, this is like the bit in a in a divorce when you say nice things about your soon-to-be ex-partner to your children, <laughs> but really, <laughs> before the before the uh, all the the grim stuff comes out in uh, in court shrugs in um, the room yeah so um, it's it isn't good boris said it's in the final furlong that the winning deal appears Fluffle. <laughs> falafel yeah is that another bird it's in german <laughs> a german, german bird. bird yeah where's falafel from is it turkish falafel? middle eastern it's middle eastern, it's middle east, so that'd it? be some kind of exotic maybe exotic bird with bright colors yep and it would go falafel <laughs> <laughs> well, well there what you go, exactly listener. were you doing on holiday? You're up to. Where was this holiday? <laughs> you're, you're up to speed with all the Brexit news. Because <laughs> lots of people do come here for their Brexit news. They theory. do. Well, they do. Oh, when I mentioned David Davis before, mm. um, he uh, well, there's been numerous things have come out about this this thing. Him, him and it was John Humphreys. Mm. Uh, he started by saying, I understand this is our last tango, which people have taken to mean that um, he's John Humphreys, who's quite pally with David Davis, has told him that he's shortly retiring. And there's lots of stuff about that John Humphreys is actually now about to step down. Right. And he did say on the year he would uh, retire. He, he did. Yeah. He did. Uh, there is, there's a rumour going around that his last interview will be with David Cameron. Right. Uh, the day that David Cameron book comes out, oh, which wow. is in the middle of September, right. you would have thought they would have kept John Humphreys on until the end of Brexit, yeah. wouldn't you? Just so he could sort of strip to the waist and come on, he's got a Union Jack painted on there. Come on, well, he did recently fight off those burglars from his garden, didn't he? A pair of garden shears. Did he? Yeah. Did he now? I'm sorry, but I like John Humphreys. Why? It's just his voice just comforts me yeah. in the morning. Um, but anyway, uh, last so last tango, and then they. This was in reference to a terrible story about an Argentinian, an Argentinian dancer who'd been dancing the tango, mm. and he'd been disqualified for punching his his um, his partner, his dance partner. Oh. And uh, and David Davis and and John Humphreys had quite a chuckle about this. Don't punch me, will you? (laughs) So if you can't laugh about domestic violence at eight ten in on a on a Thursday morning, what can you uh, what can you possibly laugh about? So I mean, yeah, good riddance. I thought maybe something to do with uh, last time going Paris. Well, if him and if him and David Davis recreated that, if David Davis walks in with a pat of butter. On September the nineteenth, then I, then I think um, well, well the ratings a, will definitely go up. Jerry's looking very confused, and I imagine it's probably too young to have seen. Um, well indeed, yeah, no idea. <laughs> we'll tell you off here. But quickly, I thought we'd just have a little bit of fun. Yes. Today is a bit of a celebration. Why? It's my birthday. 
Is it? Yeah. So oh. I thought we'd do a little quiz about me. Happy birthday. Thank you. I thought we'd do a little quiz about me. About you, yeah. Yeah, because the yeah. ego has landed, you know? Yeah, good. So, how old am I? 42. Mm, yeah. Um, it, what is my favourite pulp right album? Wrong. <laughs> wrong. What is my favourite pulp album? It, it's you've got such bad music taste. It must be this is hardcore or one of the miserable ones. Maybe one of the early ones when they weren't very good. Masters of the Universe. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'll probably go his and hers. His and hers. Yes. Um, and, and what are my fav- what are my two favourite words? Free beer. Free beer. You got it right. Well done. And do you know what? What. We've got some. Free beer? Yeah, sounds pretty good to me, yeah? Mm. All you need to do, if you want some free beer, yeah. is go to www.beer52.com slash new. You cover the four ninety five for the postage, and the good people there will send you a free, free case of eight craft beers. That's beer52.com slash new. The word beer and the numbers 52 dot com then slash new and oh it gets better yep oh it's birthdays all at once (laughs) as a new european podcast listener if you sign up within the next week you'll get two count them one two three extra beers that's ten ten free beers well you've learned to count in time for your birthday (laughs) hey listen let's tell you beer 52 are who are they they are craft beer pioneers rhyme Mm. Rhymes. They're the world's most popular craft beer delivery club. Sign up and they'll send you a case with a different theme every month. And good news for us pro-European, Steve. Yes. Their themes in the past have included Germany, Belgium, Holland. All in Europe. All in Europe, indeed. And for the fans of a single market, Norway. There's a Norway option. Wow. They've also done California, South Africa, Korea. But they haven't forgotten their roots. And neither should we. No. As an independent UK company, Beer 52 is passionate about the UK craft beer scene. And I, I thought, since it's my birthday, yes, and since it's past 9am, yes. I should probably try one live on the pod. OK, good. Ready? I tried some last week. Well, tell us about that one and I'll try this one. OK, well, oh. I tried... Oh. <laughs> I tried a thing called Freedom of Movement. Uh, it's a black lager. I've never had a black lager before. I've never even heard of a black lager before. I've spilt my beer. Oh, not again. <laughs> Uh, it's a collaboration between two breweries either side of the Irish border, one in Sligo, one in Belfast. Uh, Freedom of Movement, malty, there was a lovely hoppy smell to it. It was a uh-huh. bit, little bit chocolatey. Right, on the, I've got on the, one of these on the to finish. try. I'm going to try one of these tonight. Uh, I also tried a thing called Ovienna. You all right? Uh, that was from Five Points Brewery in Hackney. I've had some of their beer before. It's always very good. Yes, yes. This was an amber ale. It's called Ovienna because that is a collaboration with a brewery in Austria. It had a little bovril smell to it, mm-hmm. which I found quite pleasant, And but it had a berry taste, right. and it was a bit smoky as well. Right. It was really good. It's not the sort of thing that I would normally, normally drink, have. and I really enjoyed it. Okay, well, that sounds great. I'm going to try this one. It's the Moore Beer Company, United We Can. This is uh, showcasing lots of different European ingredients. So let me try. I'll try and spill. Mm. It's very refreshing, Steve. Refreshing? Very nice. Yeah, yeah. It's quite light. I like it. Very good. Good. So, if this sounds good to you, go to www.beer52.com slash new to get your case of eight beers for free. And don't forget, sign up right now and you get an extra two unmissable beers for free. That's 
beer52.com forward slash new. The word beer, the numbers 52.com then slash new. Right, back with Brexiteer after this. Brexiteer of the week. Welcome back. We're going to do some poems. <laughs> then we're going to do Brexiteer of the week. <laughs> we are I've going to do bird, some poems. I've got birdsong in my heart now. You've got birdsong. You're birdsong on the brain. Yeah, bird brain. Bird brain. <laughs> uh, a song in your heart and a bird in your brain. Yeah. Um, this is inspired by the poet laureate, Simon Armitage, who's upset Brexiteers. Do you know why he's upset the Brexiteers? Uh, tell me. He upset them because he's not writing a special poem for October the 31st. Right. With good reason, as he says, because he said, I wrote one on March the 29th, and look what fat good... You know, that did any, anybody. Yeah. Do we have, um, I don't think I've heard that poem. Do we know what, well, how it went? It was a... I think it, he said it was a tone poem which was broadcast on TV. I don't even know what that means. It's a bit like... Little bit of bread and no cheese. I think it might have been that, yeah. <laughs> and the Brexiteers responded by writing poems of their own. Jacob Rees-Moggs is so bad that I'm not even going to read it. Lance Foreman, Brexit Party MEP, mm. wrote... October 31st is when we burst mm. out of the EU's grip. Yeah. No ifs, no buts, no backstop cuts. We leave the sinking ship. Oh. No backstop cuts. Don't they want the backstop to be cut? Yeah, I don't know. Uh, another Do you... the Reese Mogg. Yes. She wrote, <clears throat> The British voted for Brexit. Remainers attempted to wreck it. Mm. But leavers fought on, so soon we'll be gone... As we thrive on outside, will they get it? They get. There you go. <laughs> and so we asked uh, readers of the uh, New European um, to write their own uh, poems. We had a lot of poems. I'm only going to read one, I'm afraid, because of constraints of time. It's really good. It, stand, it, it stood out uh, among all the others, and it's from a guy called. And I can. I never know whether this guy's name. He, he, he writes to us quite a lot, and his letters have been printed quite a lot in the, uh, new, uh, the print edition of the New European. Uh, and his name is, is George Varduli, but it's without the E at the end, so it could be... Is it Georg Varduli? I don't know. Not sure. Anyway, uh, he wrote, So Brexit was meant as a summer's breeze, with milk and honey and a free-for-all. We were all told the EU would freeze and be scared by the Brits and their exit call. Britannia would again rule the waves, laden ships would land at docks, and they would never be EU slaves, according to trade sec Liam Fox. Oh, good. So now the UK is run by a Johnson. At last, not by Samuel, <laughs> but by a clown. As per the psychopath test described by John Ronson, forever he will stick to his crown. With his close-up stooge, Dominic Cummings, he'll reign this land with his privileged few, believing himself to be Christ's second coming, having gathered a really big yes-men crew, who allow him all his infinite, infantile pranks... As wordsmiths, they're not very slick, and poetry breaks out in Brexiteer ranks with one badly rhyming limerick. Very good, that, isn't it? That is very good. That There's been good. some time taken over that, haven't there? <laughs> really? Very, have. very well so done. George or Georg or... Uh, uh, I'm sorry, you'll have to... Next letter, let me know how to pronounce yeah, this. Yeah, yeah. Uh, that was fantastic. I, I, I've written George one. Rodouli, then. I've written one, and now I feel stupid, frankly. Well, that's there's a good reason for that. There is, there? yeah, yeah. Have you got any other ones? Do you want to read it? Mine? Yeah. Well, I, I I've, kind got, of... I've written two. Shall I read one first? Yeah, you do yours first, I'll and then do... I'll decide whether to do mine. There was a young girl... This is in response to Annunziata Rees-Mogg. Mine's also a limerick, yeah. OK, this isn't a limerick. Oh, right. There was a young girl called Annunziata. 
Mm. Her career in poetry was a non-starter. Oh. She tried to write some Brexit verse. It really couldn't have gone worse. Good. It's hard to be a polymath when you make <laughs> Chloe Wesley sound like Sylvia Plath. <laughs> Chloe, come on the pod. <laughs> Please come on the pod, Chloe Wesley. Chloe. Did Chloe not do a, a Brexit poem? She's, has she shut down her... Twitter account, hasn't she? Now she's working very hard. Oh, for of Boris course. Johnson. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She hasn't got time for poetry. I've got one more, but you read yours first. <laughs> right. So I, I, I actually, I've tried to memorise it. I didn't actually. Okay. I've just written it in my head. Okay. So good. it is a limerick, right? Yeah. I'm going to do it, do it slowly. Yeah. There was an old man called Farage. Yeah. Whose policy ideas became a mirage. He liked bottoms in moonlight and talking complete shite. And you don't want to see he's under garage. <laughs> <laughs> I ran out of stuff that rhymed with. That's good. I love that under garage. <laughs> Very good. Very good. I've got one more, uh, which again is inspired by the party of <clears throat> Nigel Farage and yeah. his under garage and an art of Reese Mogg. The Brexit party make me gloat. They're going to split the Brexiteer vote. And hand back power to us Remainers, it shows how far they are up their own anus. <laughs> Very good. Well, we've all had fun, haven't we? We all have, well, apart from the listeners. Yeah. <laughs> this is great fun for us. It We're sorry. Really We're it. really sorry for yeah. you guys. Please come and buy tickets to see us do <laughs> please, this. Please. Uh, live podcast. <laughs> I, well, yes, we will do our poetry. Li- no, we won't do we poetry. Will do, we'll do we Brexit might. poetry. Oh, my. Um, oh, my. You can get up and do your own Brexit poetry. Yeah, that'd be good. Buy, buy a ticket. And I think, and Chloe Wesley's a big listener. Come on, come to our live podcast, Chloe Wesley. Yeah, yeah, honestly, well, if she thinks we want to fight, we don't. We just want to chat. We don't. We want a poetry off, like a rap battle. Oh, yeah. Like poetry 8 slam. Mile. Yeah, like 8 Mile. Brilliant. Yeah. Come on, Chloe. Come on, Chloe. You know you want to. Should we do the Brexiteers of the Week? I think we should. Uh, let's start with Dominic Raab. Oh. What happened after... All the government officials and the spads were banned from going on holiday until Brexit was fixed. Dominic Raab went on holiday. Yeah, <laughs> he did. It's a very literal reading of the job title of being foreign secretary, isn't it? He went out of the country on holiday, and he. Do we um, know where he's gone? We don't know where he's gone. Do you know why? Well. It's an excuse I've used before. They said, we can't say where he's gone for security reasons. <laughs> so I would say the next time you, New European listener, fancy a jolly, a weekend with the girls, a weekend with the lads, yeah. a weekend away with the pets, yeah. a weekend away with the kids, whatever, when your partner says, where the hell do you think you're going? Just say, I can't tell you for security reasons, but yeah. I'll be back yeah. you know, at a later date to be confirmed. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Larry Turner. Yes. Yeah. Now she was she was kind of a star in the sort of nineties, wasn't she? She was on DIY SOS. That's it, that's it. The With... other night I saw a an episode of I Love the Eighties. Yes. Which I guess must have been made in the nineties. Yeah. And I would normally have I was amazed to see it. It was big, wasn't it? Well, the Tony remembering stuff and all of mm. that and mm. stuff like that. Yeah. And she was one of the talking heads on that. Was she? Yeah, yeah. Um, it was... I actually watched it for about 15 minutes. I watched it until she came on. Right. Um, and I watched it because uh, Richard E. Grant was the host of it. I'd forgotten right. that you used to have different hosts, didn't it, for every year. And the year was 1987 and he was dressed up as Withnall and it, it oh, had stuff in about Withnall and I. So I watched that bit and then 
um, and then I, it stopped. Um, Fine wine and cheese. <laughs> is that the yellow hammer? He wants is that fine... a, a yellow hammer auditioning <laughs> for, for the character of Withnall in Withnall and I? Yeah, it was. Yeah, is Withnall and I the best British film ever made? No. What is the best British film ever? The Transporting. Well, I mean. Wrong on all counts. I think if Trainspotting had come out in 1987, you would have picked Trainspotting. If Widnell and I had come out in 1997 or 1996, I would pick Widnell and I. Possibly. I actually think the best British film of all time is probably The Long Good Friday. That is a great film. It's a great film. Could also be Get Carter. Oh, well, I I have a but picture it certainly of... could be. I, I like Trainspotting, but I've got to say, I don't think it's a patch on those two or indeed Widnell and I, which is certainly the funniest British film I've ever made. Anyway. Uh, or, yes, or the Full Monty. <laughs> or Billy Elliot. Or Brast Or is it Rocket Man? War Billy. War Dad. I don't want to go down no mine. <laughs> I want to go that London be a ballerina. <laughs> oh. I have a picture of the Get Carter multi-story car park on my bedroom wall. When I wake up in the morning, the first thing I see is that, um, is that multi-story. Now, isn't it? Yeah. That was Alf Roberts, wasn't it, from Coronation Street? Yes, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And I, I um, uh, who's also in, he was also in a very famous British, British film. Yeah, but he's in a very famous British film as well. well another, Carter's a famous British film. I know, but he was in another very famous well, British what, film, what, which is very it? good. Was he in Transporting? Clockwork Orange. Is he in Clockwork Orange? Oh, no, I'm getting him mixed up with The Butcher from Coronation Street. Fred Elliott. Fred Elliott. Yeah, 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 yeah Fred yeah. Elliott. And, of course, Warren Clark. Poor old Warren Clark yeah. is in Clockwork Orange. Yeah, yeah. Who was... Uh, Inspector DL, mm-hmm. DL and Pasco. Yeah, that's right. Had a very nice night with Warren Clark once. Did you? Very, yeah. The football writers uh, did it when I used to write about football. Uh-huh. I, had a, I had a very long chat with him. When you used lovely... to have a, a job writing about important things. <laughs> <It's> a, <it's laughs> Instead a, a, of Brexit. He's a very lovely man. <clears throat> um, anyway, Larry Turner. Yeah. Uh, and I've written about Jeremy Fi- Jeremy Five live on Vine. I was about to say, but yeah. Jeremy Jeremy Vine on Five is my new favourite TV show. Well, I've never seen Buy it. the new European print edition this week, and you will discover why. It is very very good. You're and now Larry a TV Turner, editor. Of Larry Turner is 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 on it. She's on it a lot. One is it very similar to the it? Matthew Wright? Version? It's similar to that. Yeah, it's similar what to did, that. What happened? Why did he leave? I don't know. I don't know. Odd. Um, she is the sort of pantomime villain of Jeremy Vine on Five, as far as I can work out from about two weeks of watching it. Right. Um, she is now a celebrity nutritionist and hypnotherapist. And if you're a celebrity nutritionist, yes. does that mean that you only deal with celebrities, or does it mean you are a celebrity and a, and nutrition- a nutritionist? I'm not really clear. Mm. I'm not really clear. Um... I saw her on, uh, I think it was this Monday, mm-hmm. Monday just gone. She has outed herself as an anti-vaxxer. She said, I don't trust big pharma. No, right. Does, I didn't know whether she meant pharmaceuticals or just what? a bit, very big pharma. What? what are you doing with my turn yeah, up? My lad. <laughs> oh, Lara. Maybe it was a big pharma from Withnall and I. <laughs> Maybe, yeah. With his, with his leg wrapped in plastic. <laughs> He's got a Randy Bullock in the top <laughs> wheel. Maybe. Um, there's a baseball player called Randy Bullock, isn't there? <laughs> is there really? And every time I hear his name, I can Randy only Bullock. Think he's standing in the top field. Brilliant. Um, that is probably a that is probably a position in baseball, isn't it? It's top, top field. Yeah. yeah, that's right. Backstop yeah. is a is a position. Uh, in baseball. She talks about Operation Yellow Hammer. Mm-hmm. She said, "Is six months of hell worth it?" Mm. I think so. <laughs> hell? What? <laughs> I'm sure. Being poked up the bottom with a pitchfork by the devil, <laughs> while we all roast. No one told me this. No one told me this when I voted Brexit. 
She also she said British people are very resourceful. <laughs> we'll have ways to dodge the pitchfork. Really. Get away! Beelzebub, um, be gone! And then they said, um, what about the attack on Owen Jones? Mm. Who, I didn't know this, but the week before, I actually watched him on uh, the Jeremy Vine on five show. He's right. very good, as you would imagine. Well. Um, and um, and then, you know, went out on his birthday, attacked. Yeah, disgraceful. Uh, totally disgraceful. And Larry Turner said, uh, it, co- happens, it comes on both sides. I get quite a lot of abuse from left-wingers. And they said, right. have you been attacked in the street? And she said, no. <laughs> so why even, so just the same, yeah. Why even mention it? Why even um, mention it? Yeah. Why even mention it? I don't know if you remember this, but earlier this year, Larry Turner was the Brexiteer of the week, and that yes. was because that, that happened on Jeremy Vine uh, on Five, um, and a woman had rung in, a bank clerk had rung in, uh, and she was crying because her job was being outsourced to Ireland. Right. And uh, Larry Turner said, "You shouldn't worry about this. I went into my local bank recently." And all the people behind the counter weren't British. What does that even mean? Many bank jobs are not held by British people anyway. I think it means, you know, it's it's sad for you, but it doesn't really matter because they're not even the people who are going to be losing their jobs aren't even British anyway. I think Larry Turner not much might co- be comfort to the bank clerk. I would say that because she continued crying. I reckon Larry Turner might be an idiot. Uh, possibly, yeah. Um, Lance Foreman is next. We mentioned him earlier. Didn't he win the Tour de France he, he seven just times? The, he did, yeah. <laughs> It's all about the bike. Yeah. Um, it wasn't all about all the right. bike, was it? It was all about the drugs. It's all about the blood <laughs> transfusion. <laughs> it's all about the drugs. It's all about the drugs. He went out with Cheryl uh, Crow, didn't he? Did. He was married, I think. Were they married? Oh, they're certainly a very long-term relationship. They're an unlikely couple, aren't they, Crow and, Crow and Art, Lance Armstrong? It's quite strange, isn't it, being a musician and your sportsman partner does more drugs than you do. <laughs> That's surely a weird turnabout, isn't it? Anyway, Lance Foreman, yeah. the poetic Brexit Party MEP, Yeah. Uh, what's his day job? Do you remember? Yes, uh, he's your pal, isn't he? Yeah. Uh, he smokes salmon. Big smoked salmon uh, guy, and um, I had a look at his website, Foreman and Company, H. Yeah. Foreman, I think it's called. Yeah. Uh, and he's got a page all about how... His London Cure Salmon mm. has recently been confirmed the highly pr- prized protected name status, PGI. Mm. It sets it alongside other protected foods like champagne, parma ham, Wensleydale cheese. Yeah. And it says not only is London Cure smoked salmon now the only smoked salmon in the world with protected status, it's London's first ever food and drink to ever achieve this coveted recognition. Do you... Can you... Can you think Is there a lot which, of salmon on the Thames? Can you think which political and economic institution <laughs> confers this highly prized protected name? Well, I can make a fairly good guess, I mm. would have thought. It's the EU, isn't it? Yeah. And when we leave the EU without a deal, well, that means that there, there's a London in Kentucky, there's a London in Arizona, there's a London in West Virginia, there's a London in Texas. All of them will be able to do their own London cure smoked salmon then. And indeed, any, I, I could make London Cure smoked salmon in the desk over, on the desk over there in the filing cabinets. Yeah. Have, are you going to do that? Yes. Good. Um, <laughs> so there you go, uh, without any legal challenge. Um, so there you go. It's, it's well, that's uh, twenty-two, isn't it? You sw- swings well, and It's a typical Brexiteer um, uh, trope, though, isn't it? Well, it is. 
They want they want the good bits. They want the good bits and not the bad bits. And yeah. while you were away, of course, we read about Dominic Cummings' family farm trousered about 250 grand's worth of EU subsidies. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Amazing. Um, Andrew Doyle, are you aware of this man's work? He is a um, comic. He is. He's a Brexity comedian. Mm. Uh, I think he used to write Jonathan Pye. Oh, God. He certainly, I know. He certainly writes Titania McGrath, which is an unfunny Twitter account, oh, which right. is uh, ostensibly from a left winger. It's got many of the jokes about lattes and muesli that you would expect oh, yeah. uh, from a man who's. Um, idea of comedies stuck in 1982 <laughs> um, and uh, he turned up on Sky News discussing what? the Peter Lou massacre what? what do you think he said was one of the causes of the Peter Lou massacre Sky News only just reporting the Peter Lou yeah, massacre yeah just breaking <laughs> it, was the, it, was the, it was the 200th anniversary wasn't it Yes, I know, I was being silly. Um, Although one of my favourite pieces of breaking news on Sky, I was working in a very busy national newsroom, and I walked in, I was, on the, I was an night editor, and I walked in, and there was a, a hive of activists who was kicking off. I, what's happening? Body found on Saddleworth Moor. Oh, yeah. So, big story, my big, part of the world story, as well. Yeah. I had some decent contacts, so I started putting some phone calls in. We're on the phone to West Yorkshire Police, we're on the phone to Greater Manchester Police, we're trying to, you know, they're not saying anything... Um, they ran it for about half an hour. They stopped talking about it fairly quickly, and then it suddenly dropped off the the ticker, and um, police confirmed that it was a dead sheep. Oh, a dead sheep? Yeah, well, I imagine there's quite a lot of dead sheep on Saddle Saddleworth Moor. Saddleworth Moor, yeah. yeah. So, breaking Peterloo Massacre. Uh, yes. Anyway, he's discovered what the cause, root cause was. Right. And it was apparently all down to saboteur MPs who were determined to stop a no-deal Brexit. Oh, uh, he said that the protesters in 1918 were told, you don't have enough wisdom to vote. That reminds me of Brexit. <laughs> Unfortunately, the attitude at the moment of most MPs <coughs> seems to be exactly the attitude which would have been shared by the government at the time of Peterloo Massacre. You shouldn't get your say. We know best. And I'll tell you what also reminds me of Peterloo. Mm. Thanks to the stupid government, mm. we're soon going to have food shortages, yeah. which will lead to civil unrest. Yeah. Uh, but the Brexiteer of the Week, and I don't think this has ever happened before. Right. It's something which has never happened to me before. Right. Um, is somebody that I... Well, I, I mean, I, I wouldn't say I know him, but I've met him on several occasions. Right. Um, and uh, I once went round to his house... Right. ..on a Saturday morning uh, when he was working as a football manager, and I spent the entire day with him. I spent about ten hours with him. Why? Uh, for a feature for right. 442 magazine. And it's Ian Holloway. Oh, Ian um, Holloway, yes. Who, I've got to say, was a very nice guy. His wife was super nice. I really liked both of them. Um, and um, where, where was he at the time? He was at Plymouth Argyle. So you went all the way down to Plymouth? Then, I yeah. went to Plymouth. I went round there. I got that round there about half seven. Wow. We had breakfast together. He had a pasty for breakfast, which I liked. He had a pasty he for breakfast? He had a Cornish pasty for breakfast. What? Uh, <laughs> he went, oh, they are a nice boy, like that. Um, he was offered... Uh, no, he was. He wanted a job. He wanted the Huddersfield Town Manager's job, not this time, but some other time. Yes. And he didn't get it. And and this time he was asked about it, and he said, "I could never do it because I didn't get it the other time." Uh, oh right, okay. Yeah. Um, but he popped up on the debate uh, show, didn't he, on Sky Sports? That's a he, weird and, show. And he that. said it is a weird show. And he said that the EU were to blame for the that weird new handball rule. <laughs> 
which cancelled out Man City, uh, our late winner, the team. Well, you're sport. you're a Man City fan, so I imagine I you know Brexiteer. I, I was there. I saw it. Yeah. I saw this happening. Um, uh, and we we scored a dramatic late winner against Spurs yeah. uh, last Saturday. Yeah. And uh, then ruled out because of a handball. Yeah. Um, I won't bore you with the rules, but it was very controversial. Yeah, it was Not right by the letter of the law. Yeah. I think everyone else thinks that the yes, law think, is a bit silly. Ian Holloway be, said. I think that's people telling us what we need to do with our game. They should stop doing that. I hope we get out Brexit because that's what people are voting for and sorting that out because you cannot have somebody telling us how to do our own game. Has he got mixed up? And, well, it, this rule has been brought in globally by the International Football it's Association. Like Brussels, of course. It's got nothing to do with Brussels. Um, is he on about? So he is the Brexiteer of the week. He is actually a really nice guy. I'm not sure he's the. I'm not sure he's the most astute politically. No. But you don't want to wind him up and don't say to him that. Don't tell him that you can't spell Varadka without VAR. <laughs> that would clearly um, send him over the edge. So Ian Holloway, Brexiteer of the week. Oh, congratulations! Congrats! Congrats! Yes, congrats! Congrats! Congrats, Mr. Holloway. Um, it's a shame you won't be joining us at Huddersfield Town this season, or perhaps not, I don't know, but uh, there you go. Uh, Steve, what should the listener do right now? Uh, well, go to uh, podcastlive.com. Absolutely. Buy lovely tickets for Ooh. our live show. £13.50, or come for the whole day for £32.50. Go to beer52.com slash new, support our sponsors. Definitely do that. Uh, you can um, go to your podcatcher of choice. We're up to... Since you've been away, yeah, I know. I know what's I know. happened? Well, they've changed the algorithm <laughs> to reflect better. Hopes. I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. Well, we they, we weren't even looking at certain charts, were we? Well, they didn't. The news and politics chart didn't exist, and now it does. Anyway, we're and right we got up there. to number. We were number three last week. And climbing. And climbing. It's like in the 80s when the pop charts actually meant it's something really and you could, you'd enter at like 12 and then... That's top of the pops. Oh, OK. New entry at number three. New European podcast. Three, didn't it? Number three. I'm worried that now you've returned. When Althea and Donna came on singing Uptown Top Ranking, they suddenly plummeted down the chart. Now, I'm, t- I'm telling you, we are num- going straight that's to the a, tip of the top Uptown of most. top ranking. Yeah. Man alive, what a record. What's your favourite song with Uptown in it, apart from that one? Uh, well, it's not Uptown Girl, is it? I can't uh, think of another one. Uptown Funk. Oh, Uptown Funk. I, quite well, like, I like Uptown Girl when I was a boy. It's um, Uptown, were you an Uptown boy? Uh, she was looking for a... Was she looking for a... She was looking for a downtown boy. She was an Uptown Girl... Town girls, you've been living in a uptown world. Dee 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 dee. Anyway, uh, he married her, didn't he? He did. I quite like Billy Joel. Billy Joel, Christy Brinkley. That's right, Brinkley. The best thing about that was that when he let her, um, he let her design his <laughs> album cover. If you ever look at the cover of River of Dreams, it's, right, it's, it's clearly been painted by. It looks like it's been painted a by a half bright nine year old, <laughs> and in fact, it was painted by Christy Brinkley. By a supermodel. And I also liked it when uh, they they divorced. Oh, that's a bit cruel. <laughs> when they divorced shortly after that album cover. Um, he was asked, wasn't he, why um, why this had happened, and he said, she, "To be honest with you, she'd let herself go a bit," oh dear. which I think was a I think was a, a joke. I hope it was a joke. I read it as a joke. What's your favourite Billy Joel song? Um, 
Dilly, 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 dilly. Well, there is a good one, isn't there? There is lots of good ones. That that song, um, Piano Man, annoys me for, and I do quite like that song. But it, but the one it annoys me because he says tonic and gin. Tonic and gin. Who says? Oh, I'll have a tonic. Uh, oh, and gin. <laughs> moving out is that one? Mother very keen on Billy Joel. Yeah, my mum used to listen to it in the car. That, that was album one. was it called The Stranger? He yes. Was looking, he was on, a, right. on a black and white on a bed, yeah. and he was looking at yeah. a sort of a. A, a Venice mask, wasn't he? Yeah, that's of, right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. No, Innocent Man was a was a big Innocent a big, Man. It was it was it was a was well that cassette was well played in my mum's Morris Marina. Moving out, I think is quite good, isn't it? Yeah, it's got that. Oh, and uh, he's a big historian, isn't he? He's what? He's a big historian. Oh, he's a big historian. Yeah, and and of course he sings. Uh, we didn't start the fire. Yeah, but we did ignite it. Well, Though we're trying to fight it, he didn't start the fire, but you did ignite yeah, it. I didn't start the fire. But now, my lord, it. I would like to put on record <laughs> that I did not start the fire. Yes, I ignited However, it. I did ignite it, <laughs> but now I'm trying to fight it. <laughs> oh, dear, oh dear. Um, where, where were, were we? we? <laughs> Leave us a lovely uh, review and many stars on your podcast, <coughs> choice, and we will go even higher in the pop charts, even higher than Billy Joel. Yes. Um, I you can join the New European Readers Group yeah, on that. Facebook. Mm. Uh, you can just like the New European on Facebook. Oh, you can, yeah. You can follow the New European on Twitter, at really? the New European. You can follow me on Twitter, at Sanglesey, S-A-N-G-L-E-S-E-Y. Or me, at Porritz, P-O-R-R-I-T-T. That was the New European Podcast. Thank you ever so much for listening. If you haven't already, go and buy the printed edition. It is £3 and it is in all good news agents now. We will be back next week. But until then, Mr Campbell, play your bagpipes. Here you go. It's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.